Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, mindfulness and mental health. Mental health, when all is said and done, is our state of mind, and everyone on the planet deals with matters of health, wellness, and well-being. Mental health is one of the four elements of our overall health. The other elements that go with mental health are emotional, physical, and spiritual. Now, for a lot of people, it's very easy to combine mental health with emotional health, but I separate them because mental health is mental. Emotional health, on the other hand, is not so much thought as feeling. And while mental health can definitely lead to elements of feeling, for the most part, we're talking about heart versus head. Mental health is about what's going on in your head, and often it's a lot of things that you're thinking that lead to whatever types of emotional issues that come up from the mental health matters. Hence, emotional health, on the other hand, is from the heart, and it's a different state of being, but it often ties directly to mental health, and I'm not discounting it as such. But my focus here is on mental health, and mental health is one of the elements of our overall health. If our mental health is suffering, so is our overall wellness and well-being. Why? Because our wellness and well-being live within our mental health. They are, in fact, products of our mental health. Matters of mental health, good, bad, or otherwise, are just as common and just as normal as the common cold. And yet people don't see it that way. People don't recognize that mental health is not some random thing that crops up from time to time, that rears its ugly head, that puts in a rare appearance. No. Instead, mental health is an ongoing, never-ending process, and we are always contending with one form of mental health or another. When it comes to invisible illnesses, when it comes to issues of mental health that are known like depression and anxiety, we give it a little more attention, but we still treat it as if it's rare, as if it somehow makes us less. But nothing could be further from the truth. So why is it that we disregard mental health? Simple. It all comes down to fear. Fear, at its core, is meant to keep us safe. Once upon a time when the human race lived on the Serengeti or some other plane, when we lived on those planes, we had things we needed to fear. Lions and other predators were a danger to us. When we were on a high cliff, the fear of falling kept us from getting too close to the edge and throwing ourselves off it accidentally. These are tangible fears, and those tangible fears are what allowed us to evolve, to grow, and to become what we are now. Without those tangible fears, I'm not sure that the human race would have developed in the ways that we have. I'm not sure we'd have all the things we have or be what we are. That said, we did evolve, and as we evolved, we managed to dominate 
this planet. We dominate this planet so much so that we can exist in any environment we want. We grow food in the desert. We have researchers in Antarctica. We can live anywhere on the surface of this planet. We can live on the waters of this planet. We can live beneath the waters of this planet. Hell, we can even live in orbit of this planet in the vacuum. We've even put people on the moon and had them live there. The point is that the tangible fears that kept us alive have largely been tamed. They are no longer really what our problems are. But we live in a fear-based society. How is that possible? Because all of the fears of this fear-based society are intangible fears. They are fears of things that are not able to be touched. They are things that are not going to necessarily cause us harm or kill us like lions and other predators. No, they are emotional. They are mental fears. Here's the thing. Even though we have all these intangible fears, the vast majority of our fear comes down to not desiring to suffer. Nobody wants to suffer, and I mean nobody. And yet, most of our fears are just that. They are fear of suffering, which, by and large, we blow way, way out of proportion. As Paulo Coelho says in The Alchemist, tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. If fear is a matter of the heart, then how does it tie into mental health? Well, here's the thing. Fear tends to be used to defy logic and reason and other products of our mental health, wellness, and well-being. Fear overwhelms our thoughts by ramping up and fueling our feelings. More often than not, our fearful feelings, our negative feelings. And this gets stoked further and further by people who love to weaponize fear for control. This is not a new idea. Let's face it, this has been ongoing forever. There are lots and lots of moments in history where you can see somebody weaponizing fear in one way or another. Once upon a time, that fear was, my army is huge and it's going to overrun you, idiots, if you get in my way. That's a form of fear that's more tangible because, hey, look outside the walls, guys. There's an army out there that we can't do anything about. They're going to knock these walls down. Now, all of the fear that those in power tend to use against us and use to maintain our fear-based society are utterly intangible. It's fear of the other. It's fear of something that is going to be lack, that is scarce, that is insufficient, and that we will not have enough of it. And if we don't follow said leader, they will not help us to maintain our lives as we know them. The irony to this, by the way, is that for the most part, these people are the ones taking away most of the things they tell you that the other is taking from you. They're the ones doing it, but, you know, by blaming it on the other, you don't look right at them and see that, no, they're the ones reaching into your back pocket and taking your wallet from you, or denying you proper health care, or any of the other terrible things a lot of these leaders are doing. Look, there is no need to fear when it comes to mental health matters. And yet, a lot of our fear of mental health matters is used against us and creates the stigma and taboo that these mental health matters are bad and they make us less and they make us weak and they are something that we should be on the lookout for and we should resist at all costs. But that's not true. 
when it comes to the fear that has been weaponized against us and weaponized against our mental health, it's not some grand proclamation, some revolution, or a charismatic leader that's going to show us a way out. The only way out of this is going to come from you and me. One of the key elements of mental health is that when we work on our mental health, it allows us to establish a base of reason and logic and mindfulness. It is a product of the now, and when we are in the now, and we are working here and now, we empower ourselves. When we are empowered, we gain the control that we have in this life. The truth is there is very little that you and I control. We really only control the things directly related to ourselves, specifically our thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. Outwardly, we control how we look to a degree. We control where we are. We control how we are. We control who we are within certain parameters. Unfortunately, there are both real and artificial limitations out there that we work within. That's not the point I want to make here. When we work from mental health, when we are looking at actively taking a hold of our mental health and being mindful and aware of it, we can do something about anxiety, depression, fear, and all the other elements that impact our mental health. With that, we can change the direction of this fear-based society and start to look at ways that we can go beyond this and maybe move ourselves into a reason-based society. I know that I talk a lot about reason and logic, but the reality is we ignore them all too often for the unreasonable and the illogical. Look at the current makeup of the Supreme Court and their absolutely ridiculous direction that they're taking this country in. And I apologize if you're not in America and you're hearing this, but that's my frame of reference, so I'm going to make use of it. The point is that they are using a lack of reason, they are using an illogical devotion to an entity that not all of us believe in the same way to make law that applies to everyone, including those who don't live in the same way they do. This is where minority rule becomes seriously problematic. And a great deal of what they do is playing off of fear. And fear does nothing to empower anybody. It just makes people dig in their heels and take a stand even when that's not to their betterment. It's not to their best interests. And yet, here we are. Look, when we work on our mental health and we work on being more logical and reasonable and focusing on mental health, it also impacts our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Well, how? When it comes to mental health, when we are stabilizing our mental health, we can clearly see the choices we make that impact our physical health. Your diet, your exercise, or lack thereof can be improved when your mental health is stabilized, when you have a better handle on it. Same goes for emotional health. Because mental health opens us to more logic and reason and mindfulness, it opens us to better control of our emotions rather than letting them control us. Because all too often we see people who are controlled by their emotions. Their anger, their rage, their fear controls the things that they do. Where if they just paused for a moment 
and used their mental energy to look at the situations that they're in or the situations around them, there are logical and reasonable and rational options that they could take, but that their emotional health isn't letting them do. Likewise, when it comes to spiritual health, when we choose to be more clear about our faith and our belief, rather than blind, we can recognize when our spiritual choices go beyond simply impacting our lives. This doesn't mean that we're talking about a belief in God or any other higher power here. I'm talking about our general spiritual belief and faith, whether that's in God or the gods or nature or ourselves. It's all the same thing and it all impacts our overall health, wellness, and well-being. Mental health matters can drive everything in our lives. And it's time for us to emphasize and expand upon this in order to gain more recognition of how better mental health makes us all better and isn't something that we should be afraid of. All too often when we see these mass shooters or other crazies doing horrible things, mental health is picked apart and chosen as the, well, there was a mental health problem with that guy, so he snapped. And you know what? That's not the reality of mental health overall. The reality is that everybody has issues with mental health. Everybody has something that affects them, that impacts them mentally and then goes on to have an effect on the other elements of their health. This is not a limited or stigma or taboo thing. Mental health is everywhere, and it's time that we address it better and stop letting our fear not open us to the reality of this. Mental health is like a common cold. It's everywhere you turn, and it impacts everyone at one time or another. In the interest of full disclosure, let me tell you, I've been dealing with mental health matters all of my life. When I was a child, after my parents' divorce, I went into therapy. That would not be the last time I would voluntarily go into therapy because I did, multiple times during my adult life, go into therapy. I've also started meditation and practice it fairly regularly. I also take an SSRI because without it, I am unbalanced in a way that makes it very, very hard to stabilize and use my logic and reason over my emotional state. My depression, if it gets a hold of me, can and will derail everything that I do. Mental health matters drive everything in our lives, and we need to all recognize individually what that means for us and stop shaming anybody who comes out and shares this. In fact, we need to make that the norm. We need to look at this and look at what our attitude is towards mental health matters. Are you open and honest about your own mental health, or are you fearful of the stigma and taboo and the like when it comes to it? That's something that only you can answer. And frankly, it's a choice. But I would encourage you to be more open and honest about this. Why? Because the more of us that are open and honest about our mental health matters and our struggles and our challenges, the more we encourage others to do the same. And from there, we all become empowered. And that empowerment opens the way for us to change this fear-based society into a reason-based society and 
to remove those people who are quote-unquote leading us who don't care about anything but themselves. It's how we make better choices and we can improve this world and we can all live with the abundance that is ours. This is a huge element of our self-awareness. This is the ultimate goal of mindfulness and mental health matters are completely tied into this in every way. This week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool takes into account that mental health is serious. Ignoring it or disregarding it will lead to all sorts of less than desirable places, not just for the individuals, but for everyone. This is why we have several of the problems we have in this nation, and frankly in the rest of the world, because mental health is not given its proper due. This week's tool is about being mindful of our mental health matters. This involves recognizing and acknowledging the state of our being, specifically mentally. To do so, here's the tool for this week. Please write down and answer these questions. What are you thinking about? What feelings are your thoughts causing you to feel? Do you feel logical and reasoned or illogical and unreasonable? How? Do you feel? These questions and their answers make you mindful here and now of your mental health, and that will help you balance, center, and then make use of your mental health to improve your overall health, wellness, and well-being. This is a tool that you can use anytime you have questions about what the state of your mind is, and they make you mindful, which is a huge part of self-awareness for everyone and opens the way for us to better understand not just ourselves, but the whole world that we share together. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at MJBleeheart and on Facebook at BleeheartMJ. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to Fima Honey, the creator of my cover art. Please check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Music